Well, good morning, you lovely ones. I've really looked forward to sharing in this series on the book of James with you. And this morning we're looking at James chapter 5 and verses 7 to 12. In the NIV, it's um, the subtitle is Perseverance in Suffering. I don't know if you've ever stopped to think about what is it that makes suffering suffering? What is it actually that makes a trial a trial? Now, I imagine there's lots of things we could say and we'd want to say, but I think somewhere up near the top, I'd want to add in, well, a trial is a trial when you find yourself in a difficult situation and there's nothing you can do to change it. There's nothing you can do to move yourself out of that situation. That's actually what makes it a trial. If you can throw money at a situation, it's no longer really a trial. If you can take, if you can go or take somebody to a Harley Street specialist and they can sort the thing, it's no longer, it's not a trial. The trial is the fact that we are locked into something and unable to do anything about it. And that's what was happening here in the, 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 the people that James was writing to. James is writing to Christians who've been persecuted and they've been scattered all over the parts of the empire. And they were hoping, they were waiting for Jesus to come back and sort it. That was their, their hope. But of course, that was something they couldn't influence. There was nothing they could do about it. And James says to them, what you need to do is you need to wait patiently. And in the next verses, he takes, he says, well, consider the life of a farmer. He has to wait patiently. I really can't describe myself as a farmer as yet, um, but I've been living on a farm for two years. And I've already realised that despite all their amazing, sophisticated farm machinery, all linked up to satellites and all sorts of amazing gizmos, farmers are still really very, very dependent on, on the weather, which they have no control over. This autumn was exceptionally wet and it went right through the winter. And the ground was so wet, so saturated that the farmers couldn't get on in this area at all to plant the winter wheat, which was the main, um, their main source of income, their main, their main crop. And they just had to wait it out patiently. And then we got a short window where it stopped raining and it dried very quickly and they all got out on, 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 on their um, machinery and they sowed a spring wheat, which is not as lucrative, but it, at least there was something in the ground. And then, as you all know, we ended up in lockdown and there was this just incredible heat wave, which was wonderful if you're on furlough, but if you're a farmer, it was a disaster. And there was nothing now to, um, to help this new crop that they just planted to grow. A trial is a trial um, when we can't do anything about it. I really wish for myself and I really wish for you this morning that I could give you a verse or I could give you a formula that would mean that for the rest of your life it was going to be easy now and you were never going to face any more trouble. But James doesn't give us that luxury in, in, this, um, in this passage of scripture. He says what you've got to do is to persevere. But what James does do in these verses, he gives us a few keys to help us. And the first one is there where he says, make sure that you prioritise relationships. 
he says, don't grumble and complain against each other. Whenever we find ourselves locked into a situation where we can't do anything about it, one of the first things we try and do is to find the scapegoat. We find people to blame. We might make a, a rant on social media. We often find ourselves, you might have found it in lockdown, you find yourself being irritable with those that you love the most. And James says in this period of, of severe trial where you can't do anything about it, you're locked into this trial, make sure that you prioritise relationships, keep love going, keep gentleness going, keep kindness going. The second thing that James encourages us to do when we find ourselves locked into trials that we can't order, he says, find yourselves some good mentors, observe their lives and imitate them. And of course, James is very clear to point out to us that there are many of those characters in the Bible. And he draws our attention particularly to the the famous person, of course, who was known for his patience and perseverance, and that was Job. Job found himself in a situation where his life was just unravelling. And there was nothing that he could do about it. It was God, actually, who had changed the boundaries of his life. He brought the hedge in, and, and things were happening outside of that hedge that, that Job had no control over. But Job made some decisions in, in that period, and he becomes our mentor this morning. The first thing that Job decided to do is he said, I'm going to continue to praise God. He says, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. In the midst of this severe trial, I'm still going to keep praising God. It was a decision that Job made. Second decision, the good decision that our mentor Job made he, 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 was, he refused to listen to the what appeared to be the super spiritual friends around him who said, actually, do you know what, Joe? There's something spiritually wrong with you. And if you admitted to this, this and this, you could solve this problem. And, and Job refused to give in to that. He would not take this, this cheap advice that his friends were giving him. And he knew that actually he couldn't change it. There wasn't some sort of spiritual formula. There wasn't something that he could do. He had to wait patiently. The third thing that Job chose to do, which is a great thing in the midst of trial, he chose to continue to hope in God. He said, despite all that's happening to me, I believe that in my flesh I will see God. And the fourth thing that Job chose to do was to persevere. To set his, his mind on continuing to walk this path of perseverance. These are good mentors to surround ourselves with. And there are others, of course, in the Bible. <clears throat> uh, Joseph, 17 years. You know, for a teenager to have to wait to see his dreams fulfilled. That was a long, long wait. I think we often read our Bibles and we read, you know, a few chapters and it's all compressed. It's quite good for us sometimes to actually really look and think about, actually, that was quite a long time. What about Hannah? Uh, what about, uh, well, Hannah was one, but what about Sarah? 
90 years she's waiting to become a mum. That's a, an awful lot of menstrual cycles to go through with all the disappointment and all the heartbreak, time after time after time. These are our mentors. 40 years, 40 years, 40 years, Moses is stammering in the backside of the desert when he'd hoped that actually he might be quite useful to God at one point in his life. 40 years. Some of you haven't even been alive for 40 years. Moses had to wait 40 years. Paul spent a lot of time in prison. And contentment for Paul was not something he could click and collect. Contentment for Paul was something he had to learn through his suffering. And so James encourages us to look for these mentors and to follow these people who've trod this path before us and people who've done it very well. And then the third thing that James encourages us to do, he says, ruthlessly keep yourself in the mercy and in the compassion of God. The, the thing that, of course, comes to us immediately, we find ourselves in these trials, is we, we, we end up feeling that perhaps God doesn't love us. And, and, and what we have to do is to train ourselves to continually believe in the uh, unchanging mercy and compassion of God, that God loves us with an everlasting love, even though we're going through this trouble. And, 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 and this constant going back to the truth of God's love, rooted in the cross, rooted in God's grace, is so important as we seek to persevere in our trial. Paul, Paul is convinced, he says, I am convinced that nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of God. And then the final thing, the fourth thing that, that James encourages us to do, he says, what you need to do is steadfastly set your face in the direction that you want to go. He says some interesting words, he says, don't go around sort of willy-nilly saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. As if you are in control of your life. You're not in control of all the aspects of your life. So, so, so James says, don't go around swearing on this and that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You're not totally in control of your life. He says, what you need to do is just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Set your course and follow it. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5 how crazy it is to think that you are in control of your life. You're not in control. There are certain things we can control, but there are major things in our lives that we can't. And what you need to do is to set your course to persevere through this trial. To take up the, the great words of, uh, of Eugene Peterson. When he talks about discipleship, he says it's a long obedience. A long obedience in the same direction. So if this morning you find yourself in a situation that you can't change, a trial that is going on and on and on and you have no ability to water it, then just set your face this morning. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to look for mentors. I'm going to keep myself in God's love. I'm going to keep walking in, in good relationship with other people.
and I'm not going to deviate. This is the direction of my life, where however long it takes, wherever it takes me to, by God's grace, I'm going to finish the race that God has called me to. Well, may God really richly bless us, particularly in this time of coronavirus, which does feel like a real trial, doesn't it? Well, may God help us to continue to walk faithfully with him through this season of our lives.